millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Story Studio. Oh yeah, here we go. Check it out now. Welcome to the Story Studio, a podcast for an independent publishing company that explores the world of self-publishing, independent art, and the future of storytelling. My name is Luke Condor with a K, and I'm joined by Daniel Wilcox. How's it going, man? Are you alright? Yeah, yeah, all good. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm feeling yeah. quite excited. It's feeling energized. Of, yeah, the start of a new year. There's lots of stuff happening. Yeah, yeah, it's um kind of crazy, busy because you get to the end of December and you feel almost like that little slump. Yeah, but it's already what what day are we on now? We're on the twelfth, twelfth of uh, January, and already I'm like just nose to the grindstone, nonstop. So much happening that um just feeling good. I've been more productive these past two weeks than I was probably <clears> the, <throat> the last two months of 2016. Yeah, same. It's, it's kind of embarrassing because. You have these jumps where I don't know, it's probably it's just a new year thing, and we'll get to I don't know mid February and hit the slump again. Why would <laughs> yeah. anyway? Because yeah. like, Valentine's Day is always lonely. Um, I kid, but uh, no. And then you realise how how much you can fit into your time, and then suddenly go like, what what have I been doing for? Yeah. Well, we did the um, uh, Joanna Penn did the uh, what I don't know what you call it. What it was? Uh, it was like. Goal we setting did. or something for goal setting for 2017, yeah. And she was like, she made this great point <coughs> that was, oh, she, she had like a really good metaphor for it. It was basically big rock, the rocks, the rocks yeah. thing, yeah, yeah. So she was saying a lot of people start to get like focused on the little things in in what we do, so writing and publishing and creating stuff. So the social media accounts, the uh, the follower numbers and stuff, and all that's just sand and. Mm. um you need to sort of focus on the rocks, which are like the the products, I guess, like um, the books you're making, the, the actual thing that you're trying to sell, rather than working on on the marketing. You should really focus on the big rocks, the stuff that's going to be substantial. It's going to grow your business substan- substantially. <laughs> you're struggling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you, so I mean, there are loads of videos out there if people want to check it out. I actually, I was watching one the other day because um, my manager at work just brought it up and was like check this out and i was like oh i came across this a couple of weeks ago but yeah so the so the idea is obviously if you put the sand all the sand straight into your jar it will take up say half the room yeah. if you then put in all your medium rocks it will take up the rest of the room and then there's no room for your big rocks which are obviously like you say the tangible products that you are selling that will be your backlist that people can go to and just keep giving 
giving yeah. you money and, and making a business. Yeah. Whereas if you put in the big rocks first, give it a bit of a shake, put in the medium rocks, give it a bit of a shake, the sand will just slot in and you'll be amazed at how much you can actually fit into your life if you focus on the right things at the right time. Yeah. And to put this into like a practical perspective, what I've decided, what I've been doing this past couple of weeks is, um, so the first chunk, <coughs> first chunk of the day is all about like getting as much of, so for example, instead of waking up and getting out of bed and going, oh, I'm just going to check Slack, I'm just going to check emails and then getting drawn into these little things that don't really matter too much. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do the um, 2000 words or I'm going to do five script pages. The, the big things that sort of take, that are going to move what we're doing uh, forward the most. Yeah. Manager. Yeah. It was manager time versus maker time was, yeah, I that's think. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if Joanne's listening to this massive, thank you for, for the workshop. It was, it was, it was helpful. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, I think that was one of the things that hit me on the head is that we, we tend to do quite a lot of organizing and thinking ahead of what we want to do, how we're going to get there. Um, what are the best ways to make things happen? But as sort of 2016 wore on, I was putting less into, I'm actually producing things that this can apply to that I can start using this for. So for me as well, I've, I've split myself into, I, I don't do anything quote managerial unquote mm. until I've sort of done my creative bit. I've put my words yeah. in, I've edited what I need to edit and kind of push myself towards actually making the thing that I'm going to sell. Um, because both are important in their own ways, but like you say, the making stuff is the, the big rocks. I've, uh, and also I kind of feel like it's, so if I focus on that maker time first, that the stuff I've got to get done for that maker time, uh, after I've done that and I've ticked it off the to-do list for the day, I feel like a massive weight has been lifted. It doesn't yeah. take me long at all to do the, the manager stuff. I can just fly through that after that, uh, with that sort of, um, floating on that Zephyr of, uh, of uh, the win of of the the maker time stuff, and yeah. then um, and it uses less brain power as well. Yeah. I, I I can easily sit down and go right. I need to update this on the website. I need to quickly pop this in here. I need to just rearrange a calendar. That that's no yeah. brain power at all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then um, so the past like not so much the past couple of days, but the past sort of week or two, I've been a, it's been about like half seven, eight, and I'm like, oh well, I'm I'm kind of done <laughs> for the day, and that's <laughs> yeah. that's amazing. Do you find then that you kind of go? I could do a bit more. Yeah, I do. But I've realized that if I, unless I switch that part of my brain off completely and just, just relax, I'll still be quite tired the following day. But if, mm. if I just sort of relax, I, I'm, I feel more excited to get back into it in the morning. Yeah. I am. Um, I think that's one of the things that I'll be putting in soon. Cause I don't know if you can see, but I've, I think I've got bags under my eyes at the minute because not in a bad way. We've got a lot going on at the minute that's very exciting that I'm sure we'll mention sort of very, very soon. Um, but since sort of uh, the 2nd of January, it's kind of, I've been putting everything into it. And at the same time, I'm sure that any part-time writers out there that also parents will understand. I've got a two-year-old son that's decided to start making um, bedtime hell. So between work and everything else, I'm trying to make sure I've got that time in as well as being a dad so yeah it's difficult to juggle but obviously i love it so is that the terrible twos it's the terrible twos yeah he kind of um slapped me in the face with it like a shovel so it just it, it appeared out of nowhere and it now means that what was my two and a half three hours of relaxation time in the evening now goes into putting a child back in its bed yeah you know what they say though the terrible twos are solved with booze <laughs> 
For who? Which side? <laughs> I don't know. I just made that up just then. Take it anyway okay. you want. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, well, I'll have to find out what his drink is, but yeah. I'll, tr- I'll give it a try. So today's episode, by the way, uh, last episode we did like a reflection on the year 2016, what happened. Uh, so this year, I mean, this episode... <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> this episode we're going to be talking about this year this episode uh we're going to be talking <laughs> about this year and uh the things we want to do goal setting i guess you could call it or making our goals public um yeah. i've got my own sort of method of making goals which i've developed over uh, a few years i don't know i don't know how you work down generally but we'll go into that as well but first we <laughs> need to talk about the big whoops for the week Shall I? I'll, I'll, I'll take it away. I'll kick in 2017. Yeah, go for it. Uh, because mine's, mine's kind of related to the topic anyway. So um, while I basically for a couple of years, I've been trying to get myself organized. I've been trying to find a way that works for me where I can kind of track all the things that I'm quote supposed to be doing um, and just feel a bit more organized. And traditionally, what I've tried to do is just there are millions of apps on every app store that I've sort of tried, you know, from calendar apps to things like Evernote to project management like Asana and Basecamp. And and I've always found it quite difficult. And I stumbled across a little thing called bullet journaling, which I don't know. I've mentioned this to you. Have you managed to look into it yet? Uh, no, I, I wasn't going to look into it, but I didn't. <laughs> okay. Well, bullet journaling in its, in its most simplest form is really, really simple. It's basically adding an index to a notebook. Um, if you're going to put it sort of in its most lame, lame terms, but if you YouTube what people can do with a bullet journal and how they arrange it, um, people do some amazing things, but I basically just literally bought a, a moleskin notebook, which you can see there, Luke, but um, if I'll, I'll let people hear it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so it's just like a blank notebook. And then all you do is as you go through, you just dedicate the first few pages to an index. So what are you indexing? What? Ah, so this is it. Okay. So you start off, I won't do a full tutorial, but you start off basically with your overview of the year. So you can kind of see from a bird's eye view and then zoom in, basically work month by month. Um, so at the front there's January, but you don't put in the rest because on the pages between, you can put whatever you want. So I've got one, which is um, my project that I'm working on for the year. Mm. One is uh, a habit tracker of early mornings, word counts and things like that. One's a sort of day by day rundown of what i've been doing um wait, so it's wait, kind of... your moleskin did uh did it come like that did it, it looks like no you, i you drew, I drew in all like that. the okay cool yeah yeah that's all it's all hand drawn and so it, it kind of it does sound a bit lame but if you look into it it's kind of um it's basically everything that i needed it's a notepad it's a journal it's a diary it can, literally whatever you want it to be like an empty notepad <laughs> um, but it's just yeah. been called bullet journaling and i i guess given it its name makes it a bit cooler but i found that just working through the day there's a system as well if you don't complete the thing on to do on the day there's like patterns and symbols to help you move it over and keep track of what's actually important in your life yeah that sounds cool i think there's a there's a few things like that there's the the passion planner and stuff like you know these big notebooks that people have made where uh cat's got one it's called the five minute journal yeah where you every day it doesn't look quite as detailed as yours there but the idea is just to um, every day you write something creative, you think of three things you're grateful for, uh, something that happened. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. It just keeps you sort of uh, present and, and happy. Um, yeah. So my big whoops are a two-parter. Uh, the part one is that it's an app called 
Zombies Run. So have you heard of this app? Do you, have you used it? Do you know much about it? I think if it's what I think it is, then yes. Is it? You explain it. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> so it's uh, so cra- it was crowdfunded initially, kickstarted. Um, as it's a collaboration between a literary novelist called Naomi Alderman and um, an app developer. I think they're called Six to Start or something like that. But the idea is that um, it's to gamify running. So you've got all like the running apps for Strava and stuff like that, so you can track your running where you've gone. But this, you put your headphones on, and there's like a story happening around you. You're in a post-apocalyptic world. There's zombies everywhere. Uh, every now and again, uh, zombies are catching up to you, and you have to run. You have to like speed up to get away from them. Um, it's really exciting. And then as you're running, you sort of pick up like little bits and bobs. So you pick up like bottles of water and, and supplies. And then when you get back to your home base, you can you can um, build your base basically. But it's really cool, and it's like various like missions and stories, and it and it goes on, and like it's a it's a proper ongoing drama. So it makes you want to go out, it makes you want to go out and run. That sounds pretty cool. There was um, a similar thing I remember. This was quite a few years ago, I think, when um, GPS and three G on phones was quite early. But I remember it was uh, it's a similar app, and it puts yourself in the world, but on your phone itself, they actually show zombies coming towards you. Oh, okay. And as as you move, they kind of move after you, and you have to try and escape them. And you can set the level of the zombies from sort of really slow, traditional, sluggish, or really fast sort of yeah. I am legend. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so part two is that they are doing an apprenticeship to write scripts for uh, Zombies Run. Um, so I'll put the show, I'll put the link in the show notes if people are interested. But the idea is you apply, you send you send them some. Uh, sample scripts and stuff you've worked on in the past. And if you get in, you get like six months of uh, tutoring. We write scripts for them. They might, they probably won't use the scripts, but they'll give you feedback on, on what they like and what they don't like. You'll get 2000 pound, which is always nice. <laughs> and also if they do use your scripts, um, then you get paid for that as well on top of the 2000 pounds. So the idea is that I think they're hoping by the end of this six-month trial, this apprenticeship, that they'll have people that they can, um, you know, write scripts for them as a, as a paid, as a paid job. Uh, That's fantastic. So, yeah, it's amazing. So I, I put in my application. I think if anyone's interested in in writing for games or uh, new media, then I think it's it's definitely worth it. Ah, best of luck, man. Where do you hear back? Uh, I don't know, but she, uh, the woman Naomi emailed me back to say she's not looking at any applications until the end of the month so maybe middle of february or something like that nice it's exciting man yeah so goals um how do you want to do this because i've got like a list of goals that i want to do it's not a very big list should we say how we approach goal setting and then what our goals are and planning to achieve them okay so so i've I've made many mistakes in gossiping in the past where I've either just, so I've a few years ago, I tried it where I just made a big list of goals, things I wanted to do in a year and then did a few, but sort of lost interest throughout the year. Uh, so I don't like to make concrete goals for the year anymore. Um, instead, I like to make what I call compass points. So that they are like set in stone, but they're, they're, they're malleable and they can change as you go out as you go through the year 
but then I'd break that down to, into three months and go, right, for the next three months, they are concrete and I have to hit these goals in these three months uh, that will push me towards those compass points. And then in the next three months, I'll go, okay, so where do you want to go now? What worked well? What didn't work well? Um, where should we change direction? Should we do something different? And I think it just makes it a bit more uh, maneuverable and you feel mm. less locked in. You feel less like a failure if you change your mind. Do you know what I mean? To yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's one of the, the key things that I've come to realize in the last sort of year or so is understanding that they are, like all goals are malleable and it's not always realistic to say that in 365 days, which is a long period of time, mm. that is still something that you will want. That is something that will either be achievable or will still maybe maybe even that goal wouldn't exist anymore depending on what it is yeah but i think that mindset um and actually that's a fantastic way of doing it setting those comfort points and going from there because personally until this year i had never set a goal in my life and by this year i mean 2017 no i am about like a new year's resolution no i could to be fair i was inspired by you to be to be honest it was a case of um I don't know. I've always been uh, just kind of a bit hedonist, I guess, and just my heart wants what it wants at that time. And, you know, traditionally, if you're in in the jobs that I've worked in, my goal, if you want to call it a goal, has always been to kind of just push that a bit further or to work my way up. But I've never had, I've never been one to look long term. Mm. It's always been very, very short term for me. Let's just see what happens. Life is short. Just go for it. Um, But in seeing sort of the h and c goals over the years and seeing <laughs> seagulls um and seeing well like joanna penn's workshop and just how other people do it mm. i kind of i yeah i thought i'd give it a go and i don't i've i've never felt as passionate and as dedicated to um something as i do to writing and to being successful and um there's not a part of me that doesn't want sort of the full-time writer's life and for h and c to be successful so in that i guess that's kind of my motivation to go if i have longer term goals which you know five-year plan be a full-time writer other stuff as well but that's a key one um then that is something that i'll have to set and so i've kind of gone from that yeah okay so so have you set any goals for the year like yes okay so and how concrete are you in achieving these goals I have picked one goal that is concrete. Okay, cool. and what was that one? Um, to <laughs> it's one goal. It's kind of a collection of mini goals. It's to publish the first three volumes of They Rot, one of Lazarus, and at least one of uh, my Independent Tundra series. Okay, so that's it. Uh, so uh, there's one, two, three, four novels. Uh, the fifth novel, did you say, was the the first in your in the series? It's kind of it'll be between twenty and thirty thousand words, so it's okay. bordering on novella. But yeah, so that would be your one of your big rocks, right? Yep. Cool. Okay. Um, that's very similar to to one of mine. I've put published six books. I'm thinking so we're co-writing at least four of those. Uh, so Lazarus, they rot, they rot too. <laughs> they rot, they rot really, they more. Rot, they rot really bad in the third one, and um, and then I've got two more books that I'm thinking. Um, see if you're going to be hipster free, or I might do two like novellas. 
because I want to do something a bit more experimental, but I don't want to waste time. Um, this is this is a thing, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I I really want to focus on stuff that's gonna help us both mm. get to where we want to get faster, and I I know I can do the literary stuff. Yeah, like once we're settled, so I just have to keep trying to push that back a bit. Um, yeah, I keep knocking um, Tundra back just for the sake of the the bigger yeah. courts, but yeah, yeah, I think um, I mean it'll probably work out in uh, sort of how where we're at with Vayrot and Lazarus at the minute that um, I'll be working on parts of the rot and there'll be a bit of like a gap sort of overlay maybe yeah. we might have some time to put in some extra bits, but yeah, uh, yeah, they're quite. It's quite a big ask, considering that last year we well we obviously spent seven months at the minute um, getting to getting the rot to a point where it's finished. Yes, yeah, isn't it? I've, yes, audience, it's finished. It is finished. Yeah. If you want an arc copy, we are yes. looking for advanced readers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't mean like A plus in all of your English. You have to be extremely good at reading <laughs> to read this book. Um, but yeah, get in touch if you want that because we we're looking for those people. Um, I've lost my train of thought. What were we saying? Oh yeah, so it took seven months to to get to this point, which is kind of crazy. I really do feel like we could do it faster. Hundred um, percent. I don't know what we'd do differently, but I just yeah. maybe. I I also think if when we when we say it as it took seven months to write they rot, it does sound a lot less of an achievement than it took seven months to get to. They rot finished and Lazarus, what I would probably call about two thirds through. Yeah, yeah. Lazarus is, is um yeah. we've we've kind of realised that Lazarus is a much bigger story that it has a lot more moving parts, it's way more complicated. Whereas They Rot is so is so I wouldn't say narrow, but it's focused, I think, in what it what it's doing. I think it's more commercial. It's just a very exactly, it's, a, yeah. it's a very straight laced thriller. This yeah. happens, this happens, this happens, but as yeah. we've kind of got more into Lazarus and more other stories have unfolded and we've yeah. realized that there's a lot of back history that we need to put into place, but yeah. it's moving forward, which is the key thing. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so we've got very similar goals in that, in that instance. That's the, my first main goal for the year is to publish six books. Uh, again, I'm thinking four novels and two novellas, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, so in terms of how I break that down, I've now gone, okay, so for quarter one, or businessy um <laughs> for the first three months i'm going to we're going to launch day rot in on february 1st and i'm also going to write 50 at least fifty thousand words um for the the second book so then my, that's my quarter one goal i think i'll do more i think we'll get more words in but yeah but then when it comes to quarter two i'll see where we are from there and i'll uh look at how i can push towards that end goal of publishing six books yeah and recalculate yeah yeah um. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good way to do it it's um i'm kind of I'm, I'm working a bit similarly i've set um because i've realized that what i we what i've stopped doing at least is setting a deadline for when i want something to be finished a realistic deadline so um in the because you wrote the first draft of the rut or they wrote i wrote the first draft of lazarus we swapped but in that handover um i don't think we actually set a deadline this is where i think we got lazy towards the end of the year okay. so we kind of we said around this date yeah. but obviously that wasn't like this is happening um 
And I mean, hopefully the momentum from the launch on February the 1st mm. will kind of power through and, and keep that motivation for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, de- setting a deadline uh, for finishing draft three of Lazarus is on my sort of first three month part. Yeah. And also writing the first draft of uh, the other stories, serial story, which I don't think okay. we've actually mentioned before, but no. that's happening. Okay, we'll, we'll go into that at some point. Mm. Um, I do have to ask you a quick question. So we're launching there up um, on February the 1st. <laughs> we need art readers to get in touch. Um, <laughs> so it, it could go one of two ways. It could be massively successful. Um and sell millions of copies, which that's the only way. Yeah, it it could um, just you know be average, like sell like uh, two hundred copies or something in the first couple of weeks, which I'd be pretty impressed with actually. I'd be quite happy with that. Um, or it could just do nothing, sell yeah. like one or two copies to friends and stuff. Um, how would you feel if it did nothing? Like, what would you? What would that? Would that make you not want to work on book two, or would you? How would you feel about that? Um, I kind of, I at its core, I, I stand by what I sort of said on a previous episode. That if if it doesn't do well, if we don't make any money, then I've enjoyed the process. It's been massively educational, and the fact yeah. that I'll be able to hold a tangible book at the at the end of it will will yeah. be sort of enough for me. Yeah. Um, in terms of writing uh, a second or a third, I think. I think I'd be leaning towards. I might. I might change my mind sort of with a bit more thinking, but I'm leaning towards at least writing the second. Yeah. Um, to see if, <clears throat> because I know that a lot of people won't purchase book one until they've seen that <clears throat> there's a few more to follow up with. Yeah. Just because it looks a bit more professional and like it's kind of the story's more mature. Yeah. It's something you can invest in. That I mean, myself, I am um, <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago just went on Amazon to look for a post-apoc series to get my teeth into. And, mm. and, and I, I, I had that experience of going through and going, what would I pick? And went for something that's got like 14 books out in case I did get hooked. Um, sadly, the end let me down, but the actual writing itself was fantastic. Um, so yeah, I think I'd lean towards at least a second, see maybe if yeah we could do something to push the sales um, yeah. and mean, go from that. Even if it doesn't sell, um, it's it's not a failure in in any way I don't see because it's the best book that I've ever written or been involved in writing. Um, mm. It's backlist, so when you when we release books in the future, um, it, it's something that people can can go back into our and backlist, and it's more to, more people more to sell more product on the on the bookshelf and all that. Um, and also, I am a finisher though. Yeah, yeah. And also I really don't I really can't see it not doing well enough Something. to to make me happy enough to continue. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, like yeah. it's all sort of in place. Um I'll, I'll be... I I'm invested in this story. I yeah. I'm I'm going through it and yeah. um we were saying just before we actually got on recording that I just finished my final read through and instead of being able to skim through it, I got sucked into the story and it was just, yeah, yeah the characters that I like, I think the story itself has merit. I also think interestingly that it's got a bit of a slower burn than a lot of post apoc and a bit more, um, that can hook you into the bigger story. Yeah. Um, I won't say what. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, I'm, I'm really proud of the book. I think it's, 
it's really good. Um. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify. And break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Okay, so what was your second goal? Uh, so my second goal is yeah. the other stories um I, I guess kind of in general but definitely um making it bigger and better and are we kind of how much are we saying on this well i mean um so just to put things into perspective i think we kind of realized um late last year just how um how big the other stories could be maybe not so like big but like how established it could be like it, it's it's just something that we made as an experiment in some ways but like there's um a really genuine fan base there there's yeah. growing listeners all the time there's um i don't know a good back like a backlog of episodes now and it and like we just kind of realized that we really are not giving the show what it deserves like the mm-hmm. effort it deserves so we're going to do um tos 2.0 launch uh, on on the on the anniversary of uh, a year, so it'll be April time. Uh, at the same time, we're going to be uh, creating a like a sideways podcast. So the other stories mm-hmm. is like sh- uh, short stories, different stories in similar themes every uh, in various themes every month. Um, the sideways podcast is going to be a serial, so it's going to be a sequential story told over uh, a longer longer time. Mm. And that's, I think that's, that's your you're taking the lead on that, right? Yeah, I think it's something that I've been wanting to do for a while. Obviously, there's only so many plates you can kind of juggle. Yeah. But um, I know that a few fans have kind of said that they wanted more, and I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see um, what we can do with a longer story and how because that'll be a very very different experience to writing sort of a two thousand word short story. You've got to you've got to find a way to hook people in and to make the story self-contained in the long run and in each episode, but with enough of a hook to thread you through. Um, and yeah, I think we're kind of working out the logistics. Um, so whether we go for sort of a X amount of episodes and then finish off and close that story and yeah. introduce a new story, 
or we go for sort of a season by season basis, like something um, for, for anyone's listening to it, like we are alive yeah, and go and go down that hole. Um, so if anyone has any suggestions or ideas, then obviously feel free to get in touch and, and let us know. But yeah, we're kind of turning the cogs on that and seeing how that's going. And that's, that's in itself is my second big rock is pushing that and trying to make sure that that happens because there's there's something in the other stories and we the more time goes by we see sort of other people and how they've put their podcasts together and i feel like there's not anything outside the podcast for fans to sink their teeth into yeah like we we were looking at the other I, i kind of feel like short horror podcasts are pretty well established as a pretty a pretty hungry there's a hungry market for that kind of thing um we we didn't really know we didn't really have any idea about it, I don't think when we first started um, we went in blind <laughs> yeah, sort of fell into it but we've sort of seen like there's a no sleep podcast I know that there's Welcome to Night Vale um, which has been around for a long time it's kind of semi famous um, there's all these other podcasts uh, I'm completely blanking but there are there pseudopod pseudopod yeah um, and they they've all they're all really established they've all got like dedicated websites and they've got like merchandise they've got uh some of them are like premium uh like ad free streams and they've all got like massive patreon subscriber numbers <laughs> <laughs> it's insane um but we've kind of seen that we've kind of gone like okay so this is like a good guideline for what we can do with this show and um i really want to build it up i really want to get like a good uh income coming through that business because i want to start paying narrators i want to start paying editors and making it a solid business in itself yeah yeah there's only so much i mean i love writing and i love sort of my involvement in in the other stories from start to finish but there's only there'll only be so long that we can kind of keep going if we're getting nothing back when we're trying to work on other projects as well because if, exactly uh, yeah yeah the bottom line is like it's this is what we want to do for a living it's it's a business model and and yeah. we need some return otherwise it's just not a good investment of our time yeah whereas like which, writing... which would be a massive shame yeah yeah <laughs> i would hate to lose the other stories but we i don't think we would but just to, on a, as a side note we the other stories have been nominated for best fiction podcast of the year i was just about to pull that in yeah, yeah. uh by this is horror.co.uk um and it's up against these other podcasts that have these massive twitter follow, like social media followings and all this <laughs> stuff which is amazing so i mean obviously the quality of the podcast is there for it to get nominated against these big shows we just need to up our game and well, it's not know. even that's nominated is it it's shortlisted oh oh is that what it is i think I don't so know. i don't know the difference <laughs> well not if you're nominated it's you can get loads of people nominated for a thing but then i think this is horror oh. go through and actually pick the top six okay cool so we're shortlisted which is better um yeah so i mean it just sort of proves to me anyway that we're not giving it what it deserves right now um and I, i'd hate to sort of not do that and not take that opportunity yeah um so one of the one ways is, is this sideways podcast which i think is gonna get new listeners mm. um it's gonna be more for our listeners to, to sink their teeth into and i think it could be a good business model i mean if we do one of these every now and again, these sideways podcasts, and one of them strikes, you know, gets a lot of listeners and stuff, we have ads on our show now. And, 
you know, one of them might suddenly start raking in some do- dollar. Yeah, yeah, and we could also always, so we could have the other stories, individual episodes, you could have the sideways bigger stories and then if any of those are very popular and people demand more you can have a third one and open up that door and just have that as a continuous season there's there's loads of stuff we could do um but obviously it depends on time depends on interest and we just kind of play it by ear but yeah yeah that that, the big rock is the the other stories 2.0 for 2017 cool what's another one of yours um so i've got um so because you've got quite a lot juggling at the minute i have but I feel like there's 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 two main focus for me. So as a writer, there's there's two things that I really really want to write more of, and that's write books, which we're doing already. So I'm happy with that, and write and publish comic books. I've, I'm a big comic book reader, read comics all my life, um, and I really want to publish comics. So one of my big goals is to publish two uh, comic books, and one of those, uh, El Marvo, is we're launching the Kickstarter campaign in February as well. I think it might be late February. That's but, exciting. But like, um, that's, that's, I mean, it, it doesn't sound like much. Like a, it's only like 24 pages of script, but it's, it's, that's not what takes the time. It's like the producing of it. Like, and, and the money up front, it's harder to make comics than it is to make books. And because the money up front is you have to pay your artists, you have to pay designers to sort of do the, the extra perks that we're doing. It's cost us a fair bit. If I wasn't doing this with Ben, I wouldn't have been able to do it because it, it, it does cost money. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for the quality of the output and mm. the people that are getting involved in the project as well, you you kind of have to put in the money to make yeah. the money back. So that, that's one of my big rocks. I mean, I don't think it'll take as much time as uh, the main big rock for me, which is publishing books uh, and doing what we're doing there. Um, but it's immensely fun. It's not really going to make much money, I don't think, in the small press comics don't make much money but it's it fills your creative well exactly yeah 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 uh okay so um, have you got another goal um not so much a goal in uh i guess just another way to approach it i've seen a lot of indie authors doing this online at the minute is um setting a word of the year or words that encompasses what your kind of aim is and i think Um, I mean, mine, mine this year, and it's written at the front of my bullet journal in massive letters, is publish. Um, because 2015, I wrote Sins of Smoke, which did pretty well. It was my first novella, and it kind of hit number one in a few categories, which was great. Um, 2016, in the, I think, beginning of February or middle of January, I published a short story, Flesh That Binds, which... Um, didn't really hit any numbers but that was more of a for me just to get used to the process of publishing and to um just put something out um but then last year i technically written at least the first draft of three novels not including they Rot and lazarus mm. and um i don't want to do that anymore for for 2016 i guess if that was to give it a to be give it a word it would be i don't know polish as in polish your skills and yeah. and get your focus sorted um but I, this is this is why I kind of have put that bigger aim of putting these books out this year is that I want to end 2017 by having a good handful of myself <laughs> <laughs> to hold to hold just a my hot, goods, big, heavy chunk of just a, a big wad of my goods um, in my hand, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and yeah, I think I think that's what I need because 
one of the big things, one of the big pushes in the uh, indie author business seems to be an emphasis on speed production. And yeah. as as a former editor and a former proofreader, my instinct is that I don't want to create anything that I'm not happy with that feels rushed, that isn't a quality product that I could be proud of. Mm. But at the same time, that last year has given me a chance to hone my process, to feel more confident in the stuff that I'm writing and to actually focus on the stuff that I need to in order to streamline our process. So for example, the fact that we've taken seven months to get to where we are and to release the rut, um, I think we've set a tentative deadline of the second book being May the 1st, which three months. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. February, March, April, and then May the 1st. Yeah, that, um, that sounds right, yeah. Which is, is doable. I mean, what is it? They wrote has had three, three drafts. Yeah. The first was obviously... Well, actually, I'd say the first was probably the second longest part. The editing of the second read was longer because I think that required a bit more thought and just a couple of jigabouts here and there um, to sort the puzzle pieces and work out what it really is. And then the third read through, you did pretty quick, didn't you? Because by that point, by that point, it was it's, it's pretty much that. I mean, I'm, at that point, I'm just uh, going through and. Uh, there's always going to be awkward sentence structures and stuff that have just gotten through there. So it's just cleaning things up. Um, tiny bits of rejigging, like the the, the, the tiniest. A uh, bit of peppering in some interesting language here and there, but just finish, just the finishing touches. Like yeah. It's like um, the highlights that an artist puts on their portrait at the end. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily need it to go out. But yeah, um, yeah so I think the the whole experience of actually getting that book to publish which it will be february the first 100 percent um has helped me in my head see the process yeah. because i remember when we started we were saying we're not sure how long each bit's going to take because it's the first time co-writing yeah. let alone writing something specifically to market and you you'd used beats and stuff before but not quite as detailed no um, so the whole process essentially was new but this this has been phase one phase two We've got everything in place. It should, touch wood, be quicker. Yeah, we know what we're doing. And I think um, I've really enjoyed, I found this process of writing these books way easier than writing novels <laughs> in the past because it's just been good to hand over to someone else. You get to the point where you're just sick of what you're doing and then that's normally the point where you finish your draft. Yeah. Hand, hand over to someone else and they go with fresh eyes and they can... Look you look it. forward to receiving it. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that, um, I was saying to you last week, the fact that uh, I, I've quite enjoyed the actual editing part because I've written a lot of first drafts but not gotten to actual rearranging and putting it together. Mm. Um, and I've, I found that quite a nice experience and, yeah, just, just an enjoyable thing to get involved in that and to, and to, like I say, rejig it and make it feel as it would if I were a reader. I think you might enjoy that more than me. Uh, I prefer first drafts. Uh, I just find editing just like, it feels like work more than uh, like like story creation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it Which is. part of it? Is it the developmental part, sort of the actual construction of the bigger story or is it the actual intricacies of sentence structure and proofreading? Um, probably the, the, the sentence structure type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because that is more like not math, but you know what I mean. It's like uh, 
this this bit doesn't quite make sense and it's just changing logistics like this is a bit quick we, yeah exactly yeah yeah um but i, I just want to say i mean I'm really happy with the book, Dan. I hope you are. No, I'm, I want to do more of this. If... Honestly, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm ecstatic with it. I because we spoke on the second of January about what the plan was, and I think when when you were like published February first, my head just went, huh? What? What? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. it's finally happening! And yeah. I think in that initial shock, I did panic a bit and go, oh, it's not ready, but it so is. Yeah, it's it's so just done, and I think. If I was working by myself, I'd run the risk of over overworking it and probably just being a bit more cautious. But yeah. let let's publish and move on to the next one. Yeah. Okay. So um, so we know our goals really. Uh, yeah. I've got like another one, which is is run a ten k. I'm going to be doing the, the Great Northern Run, which is the Manchester one. I know a lot of people are going to be doing that. If anyone wants to meet up and do it with me, that's cool. Um, <laughs> yeah so i guess we're, we're pretty much done i mean i just wanted to i did want to talk about this briefly so this week i've been doing um uh, uh there's a guy called tyler james he does this uh comics launch uh podcast and he he does he's all about kickstarting comics and that's his that's his big thing um but he did a six-day uh course where he was like sending out emails and stuff for people to do and he had like little training videos and stuff and then I, I was thinking it was like Wednesday last week I was doing that well I did I, did, I got my uh creator work out of the way make a what is it called make a time make a time manage a time yeah I got to make a time out of, the time out of the way and then I started to to do my lesson for the day which is all about kickstarting comics and it was like um writing a good blurb and all this kind of stuff and I was like oh, this is actually really exciting and then I finished that and then it was, and then I got an email from Garrett Robinson. His Writer Wednesday video was out, and I was like, okay, let's let's do that. And it felt like I'd built my perfect university course, <laughs> and I, because I was like, I've got like these different. I've got like my morning module, which is my main dissertation work. That's when I do we're writing. Uh, we're we're studying <laughs> indie publishing um, dissertation or whatever. And then I've got my kickstarting comics module, and then I've got like. Uh, uh, how to launch your book module and it feels like it's amazing that we live in this this day and age where you just basically mm. create your university your perfect course out of your yeah. interests uh, yeah it's really easy just to go online and find someone that's teaching something that will be of a benefit to you for yeah free which is is wonderful like um i think beginning of december i was looking up i've i put onto a couple of um little they're they're a bit more boring they're sort of marketing seo courses and things just to yeah look at ways to boost your ranking on Google and how people go about that. And the fact that I could just go, where's this? And then there could be a podcast about it. There could be a video about it. There could be someone actively sending you stuff like Tyler James. And yeah, yeah, the internet's kind of a, a crazy, amazing place. This sort of training would have cost, I don't know, thousands of pounds a few years ago. So I don't know. It's just amazing, amazing time to be alive and interested in stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Bring on 2017. Yeah. Uh, okay. So pretty much done here. If you got anything you want to say to the guys, to the listeners, uh, if anyone wants to send in their goals and and share what they've got going on for this year, then feel free to. We always respond to every email we get. Um, and apart from that, everything that's going on from us is at www.hawkandcleaver.com. Uh, and if you join up to the Hawks Walking, get yourself a free book. Yeah, uh, I love reading other people's like goals and blog posts about that kind of thing as well. I find it really inspiring. So let us know. Um, so a quick thanks to Disaster Peace for the intro and outro music Acast for hosting the podcast 
Uh, thank you to the listeners for listening, and thank you to Dan, my co-host, for being here. Because without you, I would be alone. <laughs> on that positive note um, yeah see you later always a pleasure Bye. we hope you enjoyed this episode of the story studio podcast still hungering for some podcast goodness then why not check out our other show the other stories oh And did you know, every time you leave us a review in the iTunes store, a puppy is born. Cute, eh? Anyway, toodle pip.